Some men do say King Arthur is not dead, but by the will of our Lord Jesus sleeps, yet to awake, deathless and reassure us. And therefore is it that grave where he is laid, this legend hath that still his kingdom keeps. Chris Mosier. And this is still His Kingdom Keeps, a creepy but necessary podcast on the TV show Merlin. Chris and I are covering every single episode. And Chris, because of the magic of podcast, we have a new theme, and we didn't talk about it in the first episode we had the new theme. Oh, that's right. So I just want to give a quick shout out to our man, Jake Lionheart. Uh, just type in Jake Lionheart Bandcamp into any sort of web accessible device and go listen to all of his music. Uh, he remixed Merlin for us. It sounds great. Uh, he... <laughs> Because it's Jake, I asked him to do one track, and he did three. So, yeah. we, so we're actually using some of that as our outro music, which is also really, really fucking good. Um, so thank you to Jake for doing that. Please go check him out if you like hip hop. He's right now he's in a big like Dungeons and Dragons hip hop vibe mm-hmm. kind of situation. So if that sounds appealing to you at all, uh, go check it out. He just released a full length album, uh, which I think he called like Witch Sounds or whatever, and it's uh, completely free. Pay what you want. Uh, you can use it if you stream video games or if you're streaming yourself or you need background music for your YouTube stuff. He's got that full release. So if you need stuff like that, go go check it out and go give my man some money. I appreciate it. What's happening, Chris? Years How and years you? and years ago, Jake made uh, an intro and outro for an anime podcast that I didn't really end up doing. But every once in a while, because I still have it saved in my in my uh, Google Drive, I'll just go back and listen to it because it's yeah. so fucking good. And I'm so <laughs> mad that I don't have a reason to use it. Oh, how do you think I feel about uh, the the very, very short-lived Dead Blood Club that me and Autumn were doing? Because he made that sick fucking remix of uh, uh, Transylvanian Concubine. (laughs) And that shit should be up on SoundCloud somewhere. Everything Um, Jake does is cool. But anyway, I'm well, Jeremy. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm looking forward to talking talking about this episode of Merlin. Uh, I used a lot of this footage for the video. Um, This is the first time that we really see... Uh, a pretty clear uh, idea that Arthur and Guinevere have a little bit of a thing for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also like, we've been talking about Arthur for a while, uh, how he's he's very princely and arrogant, but also has like a heart of gold. And this is the first time that I think that people are calling him out on some of his bullshit. And it's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, um, I I really enjoyed the... I guess the romance scenes in this yeah, episode, absolutely. which I think could have mm-hmm. been really corny i don't always like i uh, go for stuff like this especially where they there wasn't a ton of build-up to it there's been some like glances <laughs> like like two glances in the last like it just feels like this happened very abruptly but 
that being said, I think they handled it really well because I'm and in the, especially the music that plays. I was very touched. Oh, I yeah. was in the moment. The the Gwyn Arthur, uh, the Guarthur, is that? Yeah, the Guarthur. I think is it's just. The... I think it might just be Guinevere's theme. It's it's just the it's, that theme is is really really great. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. Before we get to our main part of the conversation, I should remind folks that we are covering Merlin season two, episode two, the once in future queen. This was Ooh. written by Howard Overman, directed by Jeremy Webb. It's, it's aired on September 26, 2009. Merlin helps Arthur disguise his identity to enter a jousting tournament, little knowing that a deadly assassin has arrived in Camelot to kill the prince. Arthur is determined to win Camelot's jousting tournament on his own merit, so with Merlin and Gwen's help, he goes undercover as an ordinary man. However, Arthur's in for a shock when Gwen challenges, challenges him to give up his spoilt, lofty ways. Spoilt. Okay. Never, spoilt spoilt google docs does not think that that's a word and i kind of no. don't either <laughs> i think S- i think that's like a british versus american english could be thing. could yeah. be s-p-o-i-l-t that could definitely be it um I'm, so yeah i'm looking at my um my last time recap here and um the word first i accidentally mistyped it as flirt which is just a very merlin thing to do um, but let me tell you, Jeremy, last time on Merlin, the dark magician Cornelius was resurrected <laughs> from the grave, hellbent on destroying Camelot, and it is once again up to Merlin to save the day. But first, the young warlock had to prove himself a worthy manservant to Arthur. <laughs> Meanwhile, Morgana's dreams grew darker by the day, until at last, her nightmares led her to give a warning to Merlin. A warning that things have only just begun. Well, Morgana, that was... Episode one of season two. Of course, things had only just begun. Are you crazy? <laughs> and yeah, so we're going to start out uh, at King Odin's castle. Uh, we, don't, we don't know Damn. that this dude is King Odin yet, but um, that's a pretty baller name, dude. I'm not going to lie. King Odin. <laughs> it goes hard. goes hard. Uh, I mean, he's got a castle by the sea, which is one of my favorite types of castles. Love a castle by mm-hmm. the sea. This uh, is that's why Uther doesn't fuck with him, just because his name's Odin. Yeah, I mean that's hey, dude, oh, you got me. I'm sorry, my name is Uther. Yeah. Like obviously, I'm the yeah. less cool person in this in this altercation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to go. Nah, it's not happening. It's not happening with this guy. Odin um, is looking at yeah. some uh, like empty armor and like a shield and a sword, uh, and we don't know what that is, but we're gonna find out a little bit later that this is like the armor for his son who uh, died at Arthur's hands. Uh, mm-hmm. He is hired Myror, I th- believe his name is. Myror. He's Myror. a famed and feared assassin, which this is a, we haven't, we haven't have, had an assassin on, on um, Merlin yet, and I don't know, I just love the, just, I don't know, I love this. I love that there's just this cool assassin guy, because he comes in and he talks a big game to King Odin, and he's like, I can, I can take your job, I can do whatever you need me to do. Um, and as he's talking his talk, the guards, they don't like the way that he's talking, because he's like, yo, King Odin, if somebody hired me to kill you, I could kill you. There's no sweat. There's no sweat off my back. You know what yo, I'm homie, saying? Yo, homie, you'd already um, been dead. You already been, you know. So the guards try to attack him, and he just like whoops everybody's ass, and I just love this sort of like action movie, video game fantasy like ness of all of this it's just yeah. i just enjoy it because it, it, it's just a little flavor a little a little spice into berlin it's fun it's it's good yeah, and it's, it, just it, fun. It's, it's, it's fun it expands the world a little bit uh odin is very impressed with this ability to uh disable his own guards so he hands him a bag of money says i need you to go kill arthur pendragon uh because he killed my son 
You think um, you're a bad enough dude to kill Arthur Pendragon? <laughs> and my roar is like, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I'm a bad enough dude. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bad enough dude. I am the guy that invented the phrase bad enough dude. Is that bad enough yeah. for you? Oh, dude, yeah, he is. <laughs> we go over to Camelot uh, where uh, yeah. they are doing the thing that they are always doing, which is jousting one another. They spend so much mm-hmm. fucking time jousting in these episodes. It's crazy. There's um, a lot of jousting. There's a lot of fighting this is this is what arthur does i guess he's just fucking he's either hunting or he's jousting great life i mean live in the dream yeah. dude i, I mean yeah. i don't really That's why like he's jousting. dumb as a fucking sack of rocks <laughs> i mean to be fair it's not like there's a library in camelot right like oh sure. no no wait there totally is there totally is a library in camelot <laughs> forgot yeah what but it's got it's run by what's his name and he's not very friendly so yeah um, he's he's the librarian that doesn't let anybody jeffrey read of the monmouth or whatever um, it's jeffrey of monmouth anyway definitely. okay so arthur is competing against one of the um, other knights and i think it's leon sir leon and as they're kind of going back and forth at this joust, uh, light reflects off of Leon's lance and kind of blinds Arthur, throws him off his guard, but then he doesn't strike Arthur. And then and Arthur circles back around and he's like, what the hell, bro? Like, why didn't you hit me? And then he starts to realize that not just Sir Leon, but everybody maybe kind of sort of takes it easy on him because they're like afraid to hurt the prince. Yeah. Um, and of course, that immediately hurts Arthur's pride because he takes great pride in his, you know, battle prowess and all this. And he starts saying, "Oh, well, last year at the tournament when I beat you, did you just let me win? Like, what the hell is going on here?" This is very distressing news to to somebody who who is is really full of pride. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, there's a line in here where Arthur is like, "You know, you you should not be worried about my safety. We I demand no special treatment from anybody." And like the camera just cuts to Merlin. <laughs> Like, you got a yeah. servant, dude. Like, what are you talking about? You demand no yeah, special you, treatment. You're the one dude out here with the servant. I know we're all from noble houses or whatever, but you notice I'm shining my own shoes, okay? <laughs> uh, meanwhile, or not meanwhile, uh, later on, Arthur is still mad about this when he gets back to his chambers. Uh, and Merlin is like, yeah, sure, absolutely. No, yo, you're right. And Arthur realizes, like, even Merlin is kind of yes-manning him, even though, like, mm-hmm. that's the definition of, like, a servant like your servant's yeah, not gonna argue with you um right. <laughs> and eventually arthur is like man i just want to be treated like everybody else and merlin's like we can swap places anytime i do like merlin yeah, is very b- yeah. bemused by this entire thing it's very funny to me yeah he's like you have no you have no clue you have no clue but that actually gives arthur an idea and i genuinely i really like this plot and i like the way that they they kind of go in a couple different directions and they mix it up with the assassin plot and with this love plot going on a little bit i love the way that all this comes together um but that night at dinner after arthur gets this idea and i had dinner with uther merlin being his manservant off in the corner um he tells arthur tells uther hey there's some magical beast up north that definitely seems like it was conjured by sorcery i don't think i'm going to be able to make it to the tournament i think my duty to camelot comes first and i think i need to head out with with my guys and and take this thing down um and uther is like that's a shame but you're right you know i'm you got to do what you got to do. So uh, the plan is to head off north. But clearly, Ar- Arthur's fibbing. He'd be fibbing. Oh, I mean, Merlin's losing his shit trying to pour water at the table, man. He yeah. can't keep it together at all. Because Arthur is describing this beast as like the wings of an eagle and the head of a um, donkey or, so- or a lion yeah. or something. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, <laughs> and sure enough, the next day, uh, his knights take him outside the castle. Um, he swears them to secrecy, and then uh, here comes Merlin as they're leaving with a uh, change of clothes. Merlin has brought his own clothes, which Arthur immediately complains about, uh, smell, mm-hmm. th- that they smell bad. Um, 
and it, so he's going to you know try to pretend to be somebody else for a little while. We yeah, ju- we gotta we have to prove that he can overcome the spoilt nature of yes. his personality by making him as act as as spoiled as possible throughout this episode it's uh it's pretty egregious in some spots uh if yeah. they weren't like specifically doing it so to call it out it would be really hard to watch uh, <laughs> it would be just the worst i mean he like is but like because they're calling it out you go okay all right yeah, that's yeah, fine. yeah. they're they're overdoing it because <laughs> yeah. they they want to show it to be so bad um meanwhile one of king odin's men who was in the room uh is in uther's uh, court and is telling Uther that like hey they hired this assassin coming to kill Arthur I was there also homie you need to pay me uh, yeah. and you know hey it works um, like he, he yeah. gets his money he leaves Uther is, is the bag. you know it mm-hmm. is what it is uh, we see Myror in the field using a crossbow with like a fucking telescope on it, like a yeah, <laughs> like a hunting sight. <laughs> I can't believe this. I don't know if they, s- they had sniper crossbows, but Myror's got one. I love it, dude. I love it. I absolutely adore that little d- d- dinky little scope on the top of this crossbow. Yeah. It's very <laughs> amusing to me. Uh, um, and he's watching the knights come back, uh, and he realizes that Arthur is not on his horse. Yeah. Whoops. So something's up. And he, Myror, he's a smart guy. Also, I like it just the scene before when Uther finds out that there's an assassin coming to kill his son. Um, his only orders are double the guard and intercept the assassin. Like, okay, <laughs> that's yeah, it. I guess we'll it. figure out the specifics. You just, you just, of course, yeah, double the guard. Yeah, sure, whatever. It's just such nothing, nothing orders that it just made me laugh. Oh, Uther is the king of, of nothing orders. No, no pun intended. Like, there was that yeah. one, um, that one episode in season one where the alarm bells are ringing and he tells one of his guards to go check it out. And I'm like, I think like that's what the alarm bells do is tell everybody, yeah, go yeah. check it out. <laughs> My dude, it's such a, Most such a, definitely. Um, um, Merlin and Arthur, meanwhile, are sneaking back into the city and they go to Gwen's house, uh, who has offered to let Arthur stay here during the duration of this tournament. She's very hesitant about the whole thing, but Merlin kind of put this together and she will literally do anything for Merlin because he is such a sweetheart. So, yeah. He's a good boy. Um, so, yeah, they go hide out there. Um, she's extremely stressed out. He's being an ungrateful shithead. Um, but Merlin then, he comes back. He had gone out. He brings back a farmer, a poor farmer, um, who is going to pose as Arthur's face, essentially, during the tournament. So Arthur is going to fight anonymously during the tournament. But whenever he has to show his face to the crowd, he's going to come back out, and it's going to be this uh, farmer guy who nobody knows. He's, we're going to give him the name Sir William. I fucking love this guy. <laughs> He's um, so goofy. I really both, adore both him. Both times I watched this episode, uh, you know, years ago, and then just now. I'm thinking, oh, I think he's going to be an asshole the whole time, isn't he? No, 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 he's not. He's just a goofball who he is, just loves loves the attention. He is the chillest dude about all of this yeah. situation, man. He is just so just chilled out about everything. Like, yeah, sure, absolutely. They're doing this whole, um, you're going to pretend to, you have to pretend to be a knight. So you have to pretend to be arrogant. You have to walk like you own the place. You have to talk down to servants. And as that's happening, like he starts like demanding that Merlin does things. Like, go polish my armor. And Arthur's like, yeah. Yes, like that exactly. Yeah, um, very uh, funny. But stuff. every time he says it, every time he gives like a really like arrogant order to Merlin, then he stops and he laughs at everybody. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just you think it's gonna be an ass, but he's just having fun with it. I love this dude. Dude eats it up. I don't care. Guy eats it up. 
uh, yet another running B plot throughout this episode is uh, Merlin's exhaustion at having to yeah. manage all of this stuff. So I'm he, glad that we're finally addressing this because they really put this boy through his paces. He goes back to uh, the lab and collapses on his bed where immediately Gaius finds him and is like, why are you sleeping? You don't have anything to do. Arthur's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, you're, it's time for you to uh, clean out the leech tank and scrub the floors and do all these other chores. And, of course, Merlin is a little bit overwhelmed at this. Um, we go back over to Gwen's where Arthur has finished eating and is ready to go to sleep and just assumes that the only bed in this place is for him. Uh, mm-hmm. And the it, my wife is a masterful eye roller. If I say something exhausting, <laughs> she can she can put me in the fucking corner with an eye roll. Ben. And uh-huh. like I can I can tell from the other room if she is rolling her eyes at me. This eye roll from Gwen is. <laughs> It competes with some of Autumn's best eye rolls. I'm going to yeah. say it, dude. It's, you know, it's, it's hard. It, it was enough to practically put Arthur to sleep. He just conked him over the head. But no, he's too up his own ass to even notice. It's absolutely hilarious, dude. Yeah, he just steals her bed. And she's like, okay, you're the prince, so I guess I can't say anything. And you can tell she wants to. She's getting frustrated already. But then just, just like, okay, I guess I'll just go fucking lay on the floor in the other room. Good night. They share an awkward good night and then that's it. And it looks okay. like she's like sleeping on like sacks of potatoes or something. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. I, I, to be fair, that one's on her. That one is on her. Nobody said sleep in the, on the potato sacks. Although look, I, that, that, that this exact thing comes up towards the end of the episode. And Arthur is like, well, how is that supposed to know if you didn't tell me? She's like, I'm not supposed to tell you to be empathic towards people. You're not a child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, that evening, Myror slips into Camelot, gets into the dude, castle. Not only does he have dope combat skills, uh-huh. a, a sniper crossbow, yep. but he could also parkour. Dude, this guy's like level six, right? This guy's like huge, Honestly, dude. Honestly, he's a- just, he just climbing the stones on the side of the tower to get out of here this isn't even parkour like i I would say that this is much much cooler than parkour because like anybody i feel like anybody can jump off of a trash can and do a combat role but this for sure climbs up a sheer tower (laughs) they they didn't even make guys like this back then they didn't even got guys like this that's why everybody nobody can handle it dude it's like a ninja nobody no guys even knew like there were no bad dudes there were no bad enough they didn't do he's the bad he's the first bad dude <laughs> and he was honestly like kind of a good guy. Like, he's not even that big of a dick. He doesn't yeah, like threaten Merlin. He doesn't threaten anybody else. He's going for his target. Nobody else. He's yeah. a bad dude. And honestly, but he's and not he's like ki- a bad guy. And he's kind of creative about the whole situation. Like the dude's climbing towers. Creative. He's dressing up as knights. Like the, he got you mm-hmm. know puts in the work. I don't know how much gold he does he got, assassinate. But... He does assassinate a, a guard. But hey, you get busted. You got to you got to roll with it. You're a I'm, bad dude. You know I'm a saying? bad dude. Like I'm not here to be yeah. a good guy. Like I'm not. You know. Right. Um. So he climbs up in the tower. Uh, he is. <clears throat> accosted by a knight who he has to kill um and then he goes back to this character He's like, i does- did not just climb up the side of the sheer wall but by the tips of my fingers just to be caught by your ass i'm a bad dude i gotta take you out uh and he goes back to his uh source of information and says like you know i was you told me that he- arthur was here and i was like oh I, I don't know i don't know what's going on i don't know where arthur is he should be here um yeah. and then we it's time for a tournament the next day Time it's tournaments time. Um, Arthur's going to compete as Sir William, and then this this peasant um, William. I guess his name's William. I just assume Sir William. He's the face who's going to show it to the crowds. Um, 
Uther gives a speech about, you know, oh, honor and glory and all that fun stuff. Meanwhile, he's sitting next to what I can only assume is a heavily medicated Morgana, because as far as last episode and the preview for the next episode goes, she's in the throes of deep, unsettling night terrors. Chris, if we go. So here she is just looking normal. So I know she's on some of that milk of the poppy. She's got the extra strong guy as drugs, right? Like he's been in that lab cooking up the extra strong poppy for Morgana. So she can just sit here and kind of half enjoy a day through like glazed and heavy lidded eyes. Like she has no clue clue what's going on there's a moment towards the end that i was going to call it out and i'll just talk about it here where uh it, it something bad happens in the the jousting tournament and gwen like flees from the stands next to morgana down to the field and morgana looks at her like what in the fuck are you doing <laughs> what do you do you know sir william like what who yeah. who where am i who who are any of these people why am i here <laughs> Gaius, more poppy immediately, more please. Poppy, Gaius, Gaius, more poppy. Uh, where, where, you know, Gaius is enabling her, her, her problems, and um, this is not going to end well. I'm calling it now, as somebody who hasn't seen all of Merlin. This isn't going to end well. It's not going to end well. Um, so we joust, right? We joust. We do indeed joust. Um, Uther, and I think our, talks Arthur, a lot. You know, he, he uh, cleans up, dude. He, dude, Arthur, he's. He's a machine on that horse, dude. He's a machine. Uh, he yeah. unhorses all of his uh, opposition. The crowd is roaring. Uther having a fucking blast. Uther's <laughs> like, time. I have no dog in this fight. My son's not here, so now I don't care. I'm just <laughs> this is the most joy we've ever seen Uther experience. I, I bet there is a there is an aspect to this of Uther is enjoying this because he doesn't have to root for Arthur, and also because Arthur isn't here, he knows there's going to be actual competition. <laughs> so he knows yeah. that. Oh yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I wish that Uther wasn't played by Anthony Head because I just like him so much. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm yeah. so willing to give him emotion. I'm so willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, no, 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 it's just because I like his face. And all he's doing is just yucking it up in the stands. He's just having yeah, a great time. Yeah. Um, Everybody's yucking it up. We were uh, they we they always do great crowd shots to to make up for what they aren't able to show with the stunts and everything. Yeah, uh, and it works. It's always really effective. Cutting back to Morgana. Um, uh, who's just you know faded out uh eyes glazed over come back to gwen and merlin who are you know cheering him on and stuff like that it's uh it's a lot of fun um but we also see myror is in the crowd and he's watching as well and yep. i just love this dude i love this bad dude's whole fucking vibe he's so not good. like skulking in the shadows he's like i'm gonna get a seat at the joust we're gonna get a ticket to the show because that's the normal thing to do yeah like, why do i gotta st- why do i gotta skulk like i've got a beer yeah. and a hot dog i'm having a good time while when I'm you're also a bad enough dude job. you don't need to skulk anymore no, absolutely um, not dude no stuff but needed. he's talking to his informant who's saying you know hey so you know arthur was supposed to go north into the woods but he wasn't with them and you know that's what everybody's saying but isn't that arthur's servant over there and he spots merlin um and that's that's a bit confusing. Why did that guy stay behind? Wouldn't he have gone with Arthur? This is, you know, something's not adding up here. This guy has, you know, he has some wiles. He's figured shit out. We uh we see Arthur get back to the tent and send uh, Sir William out to work the crowd uh, to accept all of the applause. Uh, and when Merlin is like, you know, wow, you, you know, you, you're really desperate for people to like you. Huh? He's like, you know what? Why don't you have this whole list of chores since you're my servant? Um. And then Merlin goes back to the lab, uh, and then Gaius is very upset that the leech tank has not been cleaned. Uh, yeah. And we get a very, very brief scene of Merlin scrubbing the floor while using magic to like squeeze out some laundry and like sweep a thing. Uh, it lasts like four seconds, which tells me that it cost eighty thousand dollars to yeah. do. <laughs> I um, I, I was of two minds of this because I'm like, well, on the one hand, 
Merlin is definitely the best suited to do any and all chores because he can use magic. And Gaius knows this. Like, he does. He only has to put in, you know, 10% of the effort to get done 100% of the work. You know what I'm saying? Um, but on the other hand, bigger fish to fry. He just feels like Merlin should be focused on more important things. Um, but I'm glad that we're finally going to we're going to finally address that soon because Merlin is he's really he's being put through his paces by everybody. As a guy who uh, tries to speed run grocery store runs mm-hmm. <laughs> like like I have a list. I put my list of groceries in the order of which I'm going to encounter the items in the store. I'm making sure that I am picking up those items in a clear and connect way. I'm stacking the grocery basket so that they come out of the basket so they can all be grouped together and bagged properly and put back in my car in a, in a, in a specific way. Like, I've got it down to a pretty good science. That's if good. You, I'm a wanderer. I'm, a, I'm the worst in the grocery dude, store. Dude, I would, I, would, I would lose my shit if I was going to the grocery store with you. I'd be like, Chris, what yeah, are you doing? Jess fucking hates it. Jess cannot stand <laughs> where, where it. I'm like, going? I'll go in by myself. You don't have to come. I'll go in. <laughs> you won't get mad if you don't see me wandering. I had to take uh, a bar to the grocery store the other day and, I, and he was like I need to go over here and I'm like look just go don't get lost meet me in front in five minutes or yeah. I'm leaving you here <laughs> I'm like oh maybe I'll get a coffee because we have a Dunkin Donuts inside of our grocery God, store dude, maybe I'm I'll get a coffee. get a coffee you're not there to get coffee you're there to get groceries and then I'm like and oh leave. I don't have enough hands to get everything I need I have this cumbersome large coffee with me I'm, all, oh, groceries well, are, just, all groceries stores are just a chore writ large and a fucking super yeah. spreader event at the same yeah, I'm, time I'm, and I'm I do not want to be high in anxiety. I'm a high anxiety, high stress person. I don't do well in any situation, period. But for some reason, <laughs> I just fucking wander to the grocery store. Anyway, to your point, you're focused, you're driven, you got a list. You if got you added, down. if you gave me magic, oh my God, I would fucking kill yeah. this stuff, dude. Yeah. Imagine washing yeah. the dishes. I would just be, dr- I would be drying the dishes I was washing at the yeah. same time. Come on up, dude. dude. That's, the, that's the best. Unreal efficiency. I don't need a destiny. I don't need to create, you know, flame barriers as I talk to dragons. I just need to, like, Four more magic hands to help I just me. Need do to my... do chores incredibly fast. How fa- dude, I would probably change. I would change the sheets. Um, like I would, I would put the sheets back on by myself. I wouldn't even make Autumn dude, help me. You would never, never have to deal with a fitted sheet ever again, dude. Magic, boom, dude, magic, dude, magic. What if you could just use magic just to make a sheet, and dude, then to clean the it. sheet? Forget the laundry. Boom, there's just a new sheet. Boom. Yeah. Why are we doing laundry? Why don't we just magic the dirt away? Why why don't I know magic? Why why are we not doing our podcast? Why are we talking about this instead of anything that happens Um, in the episode? Okay. All right. So Merlin's doing chores. All right. Boom. That night, Gwen and Arthur, they're having dinner together at Guinevere's place. Uh, Um, Arthur's having dinner. (laughs) Gwen's not eating. What's that? Gwen's not eating. (laughs) Arthur is eating Gwen's food. Yes, um, thank you. And he starts talking about how he fears that people only respect him because of his title, not because of who he really is. He just thinks it's all Prince this, Prince that, but who, you know, who's the man underneath, you know what I'm saying? Um, and this, this tournament is giving him a chance to prove himself to, to the people, um, to his peers, to the knights, to his, to his father, that no, it's not just because I'm the prince, I won um, on my own merits. Um, and his victory will be because he deserves it and not just because he's a prince. Um, and, and that is his his goal for now which obviously it's going to change a little bit later which i think is very admirable um but this makes sense you know he had he had his pride wounded thinking that people don't uh or people will go easy on him so of course he's trying to you know soothe that pride by doing all of this it's still about pride though yeah it's very much about his pride which you would think that like murdering the unicorn and passing a pride test would have like fixed by now but you know we'd, Merlin sometimes the the TV show Merlin doesn't have a very good memory yeah. of the TV show we got, show Merlin, we got so. oh, practically four seasons to go so <laughs> um 
And all of this is undercut because he, he has this whole conversation and he he says all of these things out loud. But then he stands up and is like, "Hey, uh, g- can you give me like a bathtub situation?" And she's like, "I don't, I don't, I'm a servant. I don't have a bathtub." And he's like, "But what about like a few bowls of hot water?" And she's like, "I guess you want me to go walk across the town square to get some water and come back here and boil it." And he's like, "Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that seems fine." And then just like starts stretching out. Um, and you can tell again she's extremely irritated, and it was just showing that dichotomy of like, "I want to be yeah. this person with my words, but I am not doing anything with my actions." I'm just literally so ignorant that I don't even realize how far up my own ass I am. Uh, we cut over to Merlin, who fell asleep while cleaning the floor. Uh, and when Gaius busts him and like starts to get a little bit angry about the leech tank. Uh, Merlin loses his temper and I I love this little rant because as much love as it. I just said that sometimes the TV show Merlin doesn't remember the TV show Merlin uh, this speech mm-hmm. is like a culmination of everything that Mer- Merlin has been doing since season one he even says that like ever since I came to Camelot I've been doing everything that Arthur asked me to do I've been doing everything you've been do- asking me to do Gaius I've been making sure that the, the dragon is okay I've been hiding myself from everybody I've been poisoned I've been stabbed I've been possessed I've been like he goes through the whole thing and he's like i'm just exhausted and then he just like walks out the door and leaves an astonished guy as yeah. behind yeah dude nobody ever thanks him for it he fucking bails out Gaius is literally speechless <laughs> he's like what just happened because Gaius is under the impression that arthur has gone up north he's in the woods or whatever yeah uh, i don't i keep saying north uh, to be fair, I don't know which direction he was allegedly. They, they specifically in. say north. That's why you picked that up. Okay. They, they, they said right. it was in the north part of, you know, um, which is which is like good. you know, twenty minutes away or whatever. Like they could just yeah. go yeah. find. It's him, not but. far. But uh, yeah, so guys is under the impression that that Merlin doesn't have work right now. So yeah, so it's his time to get a bunch of Merlin time, right? Like Arthur's gone. Mm-hmm. Now it's my time to to get all of my chores done via Merlin. Yeah. Um, next day, more tournament. Uh, Arthur faces off against, I believe he faces off against Sir Leon, the guy from uh, training earlier in the episode. Um, he faces off against him and he wins. And this time he, he feels uh, a deeper sense of accomplishment because Sir Leon was in particular the one who was pulling punches around him. Um, so yeah, he, he keeps winning. He's getting ready for the final match. Everybody's celebrating back at the tent after. And Merlin, of course, is sent out to water the horse. He's got to have chores on him. And this is when Myror approaches Merlin. Um, and he's just asking about the horse, asking about the knight that he serves. And he's like, oh, I thought you, I heard that you worked for Prince Arthur. What's the deal with that? And Merlin is like, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, not right now. He's, he's away. And Myra is like, okay, you just gave me, that was a yes or no question, basically. And you just kind of freak, freaked out a whole lot. So that told me way more than anything I could have asked directly. So thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, uh, Thank you for that very revealing flub. Yes, we, we very much appreciate you not being able to lie at all. Um, yeah. There's also a moment here where uh, Gaius finds Gwen in the crowd um, and says something like, oh, it seems like you're rooting for Sir William. And she's like, I think he's an arrogant prig uh, or arrogant pig <laughs> or whatever. Um, Arthur goes back to the tent. Oh, we already did all that. I'm sorry. Now yeah, we, we go back Arthur to... Arthur heads back to Gwen's, yeah. Gwen's house. And yeah. this is where he it finally dawns on him. That Guinevere has been sleeping on the floor and he's been sleeping in her bed and she's just been dealing with it this whole time. And he he's I mean, you can tell he feels bad, even though he's not apologizing. Um, and then he's like, well, how am I supposed to, to know if you don't tell me? And he said, you shouldn't have to be told not to be selfish. You are not a child. 
and she's finally she's given it back to him. Unlo- you know, Merlin's really the only person who ever gives any lip to Arthur, and half the time he can't get away with it. Yeah, um, or, so or she's Morgana, finally pushing back on him. She's so drugged yeah. up, you can't trust her what she's talking about right now. So yeah, he doesn't he doesn't even pay attention anymore. Um, so he's like, oh okay, you got some shit to say. Well, if you've got anything else to say, then say it. And you can tell there's a part of him that's you know, his pride is hurt. It's all about his pride. His pride's hurt and he's being a little bit a bit antagonistic but i think it's also very refreshing that somebody is just telling it like it is so it stings but he kind of likes it yeah absolutely because it's it's something new right this is what he wanted mm-hmm. to do this is he wanted to know the truth he wanted people to treat him like a person and not like a prince um and she fucking goes off she tells she calls him rude him. And, and arrogant she calls him out for just assuming that she's a servant even though she's volunteered to let him live in her house for four days he doesn't say please and thank you he's you know she he's just a, a, a very a very self-absorbed person and then like mm-hmm. she all of this comes out in a rush and then she kind of looks at bash and she's kind of adds a belated my lord at the end um and like yeah. <laughs> looks like she's like oh shit i am i could his dad's uther all uther does yeah. is execute people for not doing what uther wants so i could AKA, be executed his immediately. dad killed my dad we need yeah. to chill out oh yeah um, so that's also it's so yeah. weird that that's not ever really like yeah dude this about. is tom's house yeah, this is tom's <laughs> his murderer <laughs> son is staying here oh jesus christ <laughs> uh fucked up bro uh, um but yeah he he arthur is like you know what you're right you're right I've been totally rude and arrogant and inconsiderate. Uh, and then she's like, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you feel bad. Okay, maybe I mean to make, <laughs> wanted to make you feel a little bit bad. Maybe a little. Um, and he says, okay, I need to make it up to you. I'm going to make dinner. So you go out, take a walk, do whatever you poor people do. And she's like, okay, un- unnecessary. That's not. Um, that just seems to he's be. like, I'm going I'm to stay here and I'm going to cook you dinner. And then <laughs> poor so people generally leaves, stay she's... at their house when they're cooking dinner, Arthur. I'm just saying, I don't yeah. know anywhere to go. Yeah. There's no nightlife right. in this in Camelot. They've only shown the tavern once. It won't become a place yeah. for like season three. So we got to chill. The streets are dimly lit by torches. I don't really want to be out after dark. Um, <laughs> and your bedtime out. is 7 p.m. Yeah. So this, I already know you're going to fall asleep with the clock. The only reason uh, I have this free time is that Morgana just sleeps 14 hours a day. Okay. I can't yeah. go, I can't go do stuff with Morgana right now. Yeah, she hasn't do, had to do any actual servanting to Morgana because she's so high. She <laughs> she's so thing. high. She's just fucking uh, benched We out. laugh, but it's fucked up. Um, <laughs> okay, so she goes out and he's like, okay, I'm going to cook her dinner. I don't know how to cook dinner. Um, he sees Merlin outside, or she sees Merlin outside, and she tells, oh, Arthur's going to Arthur's gonna cook for me. Isn't that great? And he's like, yeah, that's not going to go not gonna well. Happen. Yeah. So Merlin goes to see Arthur. Arthur is like okay bro um please just go to the castle kitchens and get me some meals and i i like this because it's so shitty like because he mm-hmm. just said all of this stuff mm-hmm. and now he's immediately undercutting it again and it's and it's it's like good character development right like you you can tell like it yeah. hasn't clicked home yet even though he just heard because all he of this horrible still stuff means about well yeah but he doesn't get what he's doing he doesn't understand like the effort of a poorly made dinner would mean a hell of a lot more than just sending your servant to go get you some good food. Yeah. Um, and also making fun of him the entire time that he does it. Cause he says that, you know, yeah. it fetched me a good shirt. Brutal. Yours feel like I have lice. Um, and of course, Merlin it hops to, he goes into Arthur's chambers where a sneaky Myror is around, uh, trying to figure out where, mm-hmm. where Arthur is. Um, and as Merlin grabs the shirt and heads back to Gwen's, uh, Myror follows him there. 
um, mm-hmm. and is spying outside the window as uh, Arthur welcomes Gwen back in. I think he throws a chicken at Merlin at some point, like a raw chicken at Merlin, which is very yeah, funny. Yeah, he was me. like, he's like, take this, take this chicken. Yeah. After earlier, he Arthur examined the chicken by spreading its legs, which I thought was a little bit, you know, lurid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he tosses just this like wet, uncooked chicken at Merlin. He's like, take this, get out of here. Um. So they're having dinner. They're having this nice, like, it's, it's kind of romantic dinner. Like, there's a place set. It's setting. pretty romantic. There's, yeah. there's flowers placed on the table. It's romantic. Well, that's, I, I will say that uh, in the previous scenes, there were flowers on the table as well. So I think that's mm-hmm. just Gwen being Gwen. I think Gwen just likes flowers. That's just Gwen being Gwen. Yeah. It's just Gwen being Gwen. But then you sit two people down at that table, boom. Romantic. Romantic evening. Uh, yeah. While Byor is outside, like, using his second crossbow chris he's got a a, second tinier crossbow for up close silent are you a bad enough dude to have two crossbows he's the first bad dude and it's one with the scope one with the scope one with the silencer this guy's not another god just a little bitty tiny like hand crossbow is this guy's name like is this guy like from assassin's creed like is this is he a templar he's the assassin oh my god that the creed was made after the whole crew. <laughs> whole crew, dude. Um, yeah, so he's watching through the windows, and he's about to pull the trig when uh, the guards happen upon him. They're like, hey, who's skulking over there? Who's skulking over there by dead Tom's house? Um, <laughs> and they chase him off. He almost Tom's gets caught, house. but he escapes. I love dead Tom's house. <laughs> what are you doing at dead Tom's house? I date dead Tom's daughter sometimes. And by date, I mean I say hello to in the street. It's weird out here for a <laughs> She's night. a nice girl, okay? I'm sorry. All the other guards are looking at him like, bro, what? What are you talking about, my man? <laughs> Gwen is totally my girlfriend. There's a fight. It just breaks out. Like, I thought, yeah. I, I, thought I was dating Gwen. Gwen is nice to everybody, and it makes all of these dudes think that she's in love with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They don't understand. These guys do not get out enough. Yeah, yeah. These guys have not understood that they are just, it's just a normal interaction with a woman and not that he, she is desperately alone with them. Um, so a fight breaks yeah, out in some does. of the guards is a fighter for yeah. Gwyn. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and so, and so Myra is able to escape again. Um, he runs over to what I, what it looks like to be like the drawbridge out of Camelot to me, um, but it's, it's kind of weirdly blocked. But what ends up happening is like there's a crew of guards coming from one direction and a crew of guards coming from behind them. And then they meet and he's like mysteriously gone. And then we see this camera from like underneath where he's hanging from under a bridge. <laughs> just chucking full. Like, I don't even know how he pulled that off. How, just, how did you get down there? Dude. How did you know it was there? Yeah. You're the bad enough. You're, you're the fucking bad enough, dude, that you check this out. Yeah, when when you're a bad dude, you walk through an area. And you you notice all the nooks and crannies. You notice all the places that you could suspend yourself upside down from. You know, Dude, like you you're, just you're you seeing know. you're seeing escape routes. You're seeing yeah. um vaults. you're seeing um you could you're seeing rails that you could grind down on your skateboard. Like you're you, seeing you're seeing like absorbed um, it all. awnings that you could trampoline off of and do a flip and like yep. grab onto yep. a chandelier and kick a guy and then run out the front door as you land. Like the whole you're, you're putting all of that together as you walk into a, a, a new bad new place. dudes invented spatial awareness. <laughs> This one in particular. <laughs> bad dudes always know about bad dudes. fruit carts that you can hop over when you're being chased by guards. Bad you know? dudes are so good at feng shui. They're like, you just got to yeah. light it up so that you can just do you a just, lap in this dude. motherfucker. God, that's what it's all about. That's what we need to learn from bad dudes. Um, but yeah, so, okay. Um, we go back to Merlin, the Merlin, meanwhile, is he, he's taken that chicken that, he, that was thrown at him and he has cooked dinner for Gaius. As an apology for losing his temper, Gaius, of course, also apologizes for putting too much pressure on Merlin. Um, he's like, you're doing all of these things, and, and, and you never get a break, and I, and I do apologize for that. You, you should be allowed to take some time off now that, that Ar- uh, Arthur's away. 
uh, just as they're about to enjoy their well, wait, chicken. Ho- before their- before before we jump off, I just want to say how great it is that this little like subplot of Merlin being exhausted all the time. Um, how it wraps up in this like really sweet emotional moment between Gaius and, yeah. and Merlin, and like there's no reason we we didn't have to have this. Like we don't, and, oh. I, and I and I enjoy it. I'm not saying that it's bad or it's not it's extra or anything. Like it's just like there, there's no reason it should be this good. <laughs> like it's yeah, a really it's just, nice moment. Just, yeah, it <laughs> and, all ties together so well. <laughs> yeah, and it's a and it's a moment that was created by like maybe what do you think, three minutes of footage tops and we're like probably right. 20 minutes into an episode? Like, it's just really, really tightly done and I just, I have to have a, a moment of appreciation for it, especially as we're and gonna, I, as it's gonna get flipped in here in a little bit. It's very funny, so. Right, and I and I think moments like this, these little plot threads that mean nothing, just little character moments, that is why people love Merlin as much as they do. It's not the production or the budget, you know, it's it's little things like that that make the stories feel so much more personal and you connect to them so much more. It's just... Because they took the three minutes of screen time to do this, and that's what that's what counts. Exactly. Um, but then they get called away. Uh, yeah, the, they found Uther the dead wants guard. To see them. Um, Uther because, is like, yes. "What do you think happened to this guy?" And Macias <laughs> is like, "It's a broken neck. I mean, his head's just that's flopping everywhere. Like, it's a pretty yeah. clear broken neck." Um, and you know that he's a bad dude because it's been like 48, 72 hours since he killed this guy. Oh yeah, that was like yeah. that was days ago. Dude, there was when a I play whole solid and I and I kill a guy and hide him in the bushes. They find him within ten minutes. The, Always. This guy's no man. This guy's no. But not a not this bad dude. Not this bad dude. I have a, we have a mutual friend uh, that used to hang out at the Discord. My, um, sh- her favorite way to play Assassin's Creed games is to slowly but surely kill every single person one by one and stack <laughs> their dead bodies in a single room um, and then just shut the door behind her and, and then just walk out when she's done and leave the entire castle empty. And I just, it's just like, she's told me that I probably don't, I don't know times, why what I, this says, but I, my reaction to that is, yeah, that sounds like her. So. <laughs> true <laughs> it definitely does sound like my um hopefully um, hopefully it was just assassin's creed and not real life yeah my. and not, um, this isn't a personal story about what she did in high school uh uther realizes that this is the assassin's work and demands like the dog the, the guards get need to be doubled again and the guards are like i don't i mean like so like so like you mean like quadrupled or do you mean like <laughs> yeah is this du- are we doubling Wait. the double or are we just doubling again i don't really like are we a factor i, I mean we've got a really... bunch of guys down at dead tom's house right now in a squabble <laughs> so we're kind of short staffed yeah um, the like night tra- like guard training doesn't really have math you know man you know what i'm saying yeah. like i don't really know how but to i do math. think <laughs> you know we, you know we should be able to handle it. we've got about 26 26 guards yeah. like, what? we have yeah. 20 we only have 26 guards for this like, yeah well we're doubled right now so yeah we're, we're there's, doubling there's, there's 26 we've got 10 guys work because normally there's five guys on duty yeah, then you told Two us guys to double at dead tom's house <laughs> so now then we were at 10 we lost we lost four to dead tom there's like who is dead tom's like well you should who know is, like he was tom oh, before yeah, you met I mean. him <laughs> You're the one that named the house. Yeah, right? I mean, like, you, you're the one that caught, made him dead. <laughs> There's like, oh about? my god, what is what is happening? <laughs> well, we also got about six or seven guys that went with Arthur to fight the monster. Yeah, so that's, like North or something. We don't really know what uh, North is. You guys so don't if you teach subtract us directions. the dead Tom's house guys, and you subtract <laughs> the North guys. I think there's about. I'm gonna just say ten. See, the problem, doubled. The problem with this is Uther is gonna hear that dude say subtract and think that he's a sorcerer. And like, how do you know what subtraction oh, yeah. is? How do you know? What, how do you know? Matt? Oh, that's the thing. These guys have to play it up even more because. It, or no, it's just if he if he finds out anybody knows math, that's that's a sign of sorcery. It's a sign so. of sorcery, absolutely. Um, 
so but go, okay so anyway go, they know for the sure the assassin is yeah, yeah we go back over to Gwen's, um, um and arthur we're having this kind of like casual flirty scene where arthur is like is there any more annoying habits that that we that i have that you want to tell me about and she's like you snore like a pig and he's like i absolutely do not she said you absolutely do uh and this is when he start when she starts to pick up the dishes to to clean the table uh and he like stops her and grabs them uh, but not before she gets a good look and realizes it's the it's the royal insignia on them, and she puts it all together immediately, and she is extremely upset, um, saying that you know you lied to me, you said you were going to do this with your words, but you never backed this up with your actions. Um, you you know, and he kind of and he kind of loses his temper, like, well, you know, I can I can kill a, a chicken at a hundred yards, but you know, I, I can't cook because cooking's for certain. And then he stops himself because he's realizing he's about to insult Gwen, and Gwen's like, you know, you talk down to me, but I don't. I don't think that I'm bad for being a servant. I'm proud of what I do. And a good king must respect his people. Uh, and Arthur like seems like he's taking this in for a moment. And that's where it right as Merlin burst in and is like, yo, there's an yeah. assassin. <laughs> we got to get you out of here. <laughs> he says, Merlin says, he's like, I'm, I'm terrible at cooking or just as bad at cooking as I am at knowing what to say to people that I care about. And he go, Oh, people that I care about what's going on. Ooh. And then boom door kick he's like arthur there is a bad dude in camelot um we find out that uh arthur remembers killing odin's son um that the kid seemed to have something to prove and challenge it's arthur it's just a crazy lore drop that arthur killed thor like that's <laughs> we've never even addressed it could it. be loki we don't know it sounds like a loki move it could to be me. loki actually just, it, 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 so- uh, it sounds just like odin acknowledged loki as a son i feel like he wouldn't really be bothered yeah it's uh if it's, he was killed we're we talking like mcu or are we talking like you know i think either either or norse legend <laughs> or mcu i just feel like odin doesn't love loki are we talking about in a video game series god of war or doesn't that dude sleep with slip near the six-legged horse or give birth to it there's some creepy stuff going on. Dude, in anything. Mythology. Odin. O- Odin is not a good dude. Like that. Just straight up. Um, yeah. But this dude, Odin's son, uh, the unnamed knight, who did this whole episode revolves around, uh, yeah. challenged Arthur, uh, and Arthur thinks that he did it just to try to prove himself for some reason. Uh, and Arthur killed him because the guy would not yield. Uh, and he seems to be distraught about it. But everybody else in the room is horrified by the submission. Like Merlin and Gwyn are like. You just murdered a guy because he like said some shit to you. <laughs> like, yeah. are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> you take talk shit and hit way too far, Arthur. That's not cool. He's talking about oh, I can see the fear in the boy's eyes. I'm like, oh, all right, man. This is this is dark shit. Okay, but I get it. I get it. We're trying to. I don't know. I, I think he recalling this memory is very important for the lesson that Arthur is yeah. trying to learn about. You know, look where look where pride got that boy. Look what it, the, that has done for all of this um still hasn't quite sank in yet though but but he asked very politely if he can stay at Gwen's house again um and this time he volunteers to sleep on the floor um she tries to insist like no you need to rest for the tournament she he goes absolutely not i don't want to hear about it he walks to the back to, to, and sees his like potato sack bed and then he demands that he just turns around and demands that merlin bring the mattress and we don't see <laughs> like bring his mattress from his room at the top of the tower in camelot and merlin's like how am i <laughs> like what am i supposed to he's like just put it on your back and bring it here and um we don't see that this happens and maybe it's just a joke and it didn't do it but like it just again just like that constant push pull with arthur of like i am going to do the right thing except to merlin (laughs) merlin is the exception (laughs) to the rule brutal (laughs) brutal stuff yeah we don't know what happened i mean if anyone's gonna pull it off it's merlin he's got magic but he's probably didn't do it um, I can imagine him trying to get that thing out the window first step, and then he's like, "This is abort. This is a bad move." 
Um, the next morning, our, uh, Gwen next morning. is seeing Arthur off. Uh, she gives him her favor uh, for good luck, which is like a little piece of cloth. A little, uh, a little. I know I've been doing a lot of these, and I'll stop because we're running out of footage. Um, but for the video for Merlin, there was an original cut that had like this scene in it to kind of establish like this relationship and that Merlin was going to be the the third person breaking it up. Uh, mm. And when I showed it to Autumn, she was like, "Why did why did she just hand him like a like a piece of crap? Like, what is this? Like, what what is that thing? It's just it's just a. And I th- I guess without the show like building up the context of like he's in a jousting yeah. tournament or whatever, like I didn't think about it out of context. I was just like, oh, it's this nice moment. She's giving him his favor. And when I explained that to Autumn, she's like, I don't get that at all. You need to change it. So <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. What is that rag? What is that dirty rag? Yeah. What is is that like a cleaning rag? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what? Why does what he? Is that a mop, they got covered in mop water. Um, Anyway. Did that come from Dead Tom's mouth? Dead Tom's mop water? Um, <laughs> this is fucked up. This is fucked up stuff. Um, yeah, so this is a this is a goodbye, essentially, because she's, you know, they understand after this, after this final match, he goes back to being Prince Arthur. He's he's no longer this he, Sir William or, you know, whoever, this, this more down-to-earth or more open-to-criticism person than the typical Arthur. Um, and, the, you know, there's some, there's some music playing. She gives him, I called it a ribbon for him to wear, uh, her favor uh, for luck. And, um, and I, even though I've seen this before, I was very surprised. They're, they're looking at each other. And, you know, there's, there's the tension. There's the romantic tension there. Of course, Arthurian lore tells us that, you know, Arthur and Guinevere, there's something going on there. The title of the episode, The Once a Future Queen, you know, there's, there's some potential for romance here. Um, but Arthur surprised me when he leans in and just kisses her. And you've got the the sunlight coming in from the window behind them. The music is swelling, and um, like I was saying at the beginning, I was actually kind of taken with how romantic it all was. Because normally, you know, they they just moved very quickly to get here. All they did was argue. They didn't really have that many nice moments, and yet I still bought it. I guess I I I blame the music because the music. It's just the I think, and I'm I'm absolutely convinced they can hear the music in the show. Like I feel like mm-hmm. the music is playing in a, like a Bluetooth speaker in the background, and that's the reason they get all romantic <laughs> because they were like, "Man, I don't know, I can't not make out when Careless Whisper is on." You know what I'm saying? Um, this yeah. is a very extremely sweet kiss, and like, there's this moment where they pull apart and they kind of look at each other, um, and they're both incredibly attractive people, and both you're like, "Which one of these people do I want to be at this moment?" <laughs> like, I would like to be, <laughs> I would like to be one or both of them. Um, the Merlin dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In that, in that moment, I was Merlin. Um, I don't know if I want to kiss you or if I want to be you. <laughs> I can't tell. Um, and both of them look kind of taken aback about like how intense this was for both of them, right? Like they are, they are neither. I don't think Arthur expected to do it. She obviously didn't expect no. it. Um, when they break the kiss, she like leans forward, like to as if she doesn't. She's not. She's not even in possession of her own faculties anymore. She's just like mm-hmm. whoa, like mind wiped by this this extremely sweet yeah. kiss. For something that that again didn't have a ton of uh, build up beyond you know this episode and um, a couple of little things here and there, I just I think they somehow pulled it off. Yeah, they somehow pulled it off. I really do. Um, and Arthur is like, okay, I got to go by. <laughs> like it's yeah. so like it's it was like it was his first kiss, right? Like he's just yeah. Yeah. had never touched a woman before. He's like, I got to go. I don't know what is what's going on. Um, he was abruptly feeling feelings he didn't know he was going to feel, and he's like, I got to split. Yeah, this yeah. isn't right. I'm wearing a cod piece. <laughs> this is this is going to get yeah, very. Yeah, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get out of here immediately. <laughs> Um, as Arthur leaves, uh, Myra follows them. He's he's been staking out the house. Um, mm-hmm. and we watch him sneak in as they get to the tent set up around the jousting tournament. Uh, and he grabs one of the knights, steals his armor, and then again 
Chris, are you a bad enough dude to have a joust with a fist at the end? And then there's a blade. Dude, are you a bad enough dude to come the, equipped with this just in case just you in end case? up needing to joust? Like he's he had this in his satchel, surely. What other, he didn't even come on a horse. This guy came on foot. He's just had he had this on him. What he other had this on him. Situation would you need this this thing for? It's a fist with a blade, a recessed blade that like juts out in between the knuckles, and like you fasten it onto the end of a of a jousting st- or joust. I don't know what the fuck you call mm-hmm. it. But um, like why did why would you bring this to Camelot with you? Like, did you just have an idea? Like, was this something? Always prepared. Bad dudes are always prepared. Oh, always That's prepared. What separates dude. a bad dude so from good. just a bad guy? Um, so they they joust. Uh, the music ramps up. It's just like people are singing. It's fucking great. They charge one another. Uh, you see Myrwar like hit the button to release the blade, and he hits Arthur. Uh, and it's what, the biggest surprise here is that he's really fucking good at jousting too. <laughs> Chris, are you really surprised at this point? In like the it's conversation? not just that. Oh, he snuck a weapon in there and and, and manages to get a cheeky. Like he just beats Arthur. Yeah, at, at Arthur's own game. Like the whole reason yeah. that Arthur is doing this, and then he gets proved that he's actually not the best <laughs> because this yeah. rando can just fucking come out of nowhere. Oh, this guy with no no prior experience. He's just yeah. No, I'm a bad dude. I'll take yeah, care of it. I'm a bad dude. I, I just know how to joust. It's no big deal. I've actually never ridden a horse. before. <laughs> i'm just so calm that all horses just accept me i've got a friend that like uh it, it, it's very much like that but for uh like just just being good at stuff and i'll never forget mm-hmm. one time we um i don't remember what the context for this was but we were like waiting for someone maybe or something but we were parked at an abandoned gas station um and we couldn't drive anywhere else for some reason like we were going to be there for a while and i was like what the fuck are we going to do like we have nothing to do and he's like i'm gonna make a pot of coffee and i'm like we are in my 1998 <laughs> nissan altima <laughs> like what are you what are you talking about and this dude opens his bag and like walks down gathers some sticks like all of a sudden has a fucking pot of coffee brewing out of a fire next to this abandoned <laughs> gas station and it's just it was one of those moments of like, I'm never going to be that guy. Like, I can I can program yeah. your router. I am not going to be able to breathe the world's worst pot of coffee on the side of an abandoned gas station. But so. still, it's the fact that he could do it at all. Super <laughs> impressive. Very impressive. But yeah, that's this dude. So he, he stabs Arthur. And of course, we just see Arthur get hit, but he doesn't fall off of his horse, but he's hurt. Mm-hmm. And this is where Guinevere, she sees how hurt he is immediately. And she, we see her run from the stands. Um, Morgana. Morgana. And, huh? Yeah, huh? Uh, who was that? What was going who, on? There was who some, was that? There was some green. Um, I saw some green, everybody. Is this, yeah. Are people green this, now? <laughs> so bad. It's so fucked up. Uh, it's, we shouldn't joke about it. It's really mean. She's got, she just puts like a rolled up piece of paper and she's trying to light it. <laughs> it's not even a joint. She just doesn't know what it is. She's just trying to... Um, Uther just looks at so, Uther's just looking at her like, oh, what the... Like, what the either Where she's did like, you get a Bic lighter? <laughs> Yeah, that's sorcery. I I I specifically <laughs> killed the guy that invented that. <laughs> uh, but it's not working, so he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to pursue it any further. But yeah, we get this. We get the intense music. It's like slow mo, and we realize Arthur's hurt. Gwen runs to him. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they go back to the tent. They're resetting before the next before the next round because Arthur wasn't um, knocked off his horse, um, and he's very badly wounded. And Gwen is giving. She's like, you have to. You have to stop. You have to pull out. This is ridiculous. She starts criticizing him for uh risking his life for the sake of his pride um and she's like you have nothing to prove especially not to me like i i I, you kissed me earlier so now i like you um no but he's like i i have i'm not trying to prove this to them anymore i'm not trying to prove this to you i'm trying to prove this to myself i i have realized that it's 
I need to prove that I'm not full of shit, that I'm not just an arrogant asshole, that I, I can really do it. He doesn't say that. He just says like, he has to prove it to himself. It's important to note uh, that while this conversation is happening, Sir William, <laughs> the farm boy, is in the background, like looking back and forth between these two people like... I have missed context. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> Do you need me to ride in the joust? I'm not going to be yeah. good at that. Like, I barely sit a horse. Like, I'm really bad at this. I am just a farm boy. And you guys are having this intense emotional conversation. What do I do with my hands? I don't yeah. know. I'm doing weird stuff with my hands. I can tell. He just turns around. He just looks at the tent flaps. He's like, I'm just going to pretend I'm not here. Um, meanwhile, Merlin does his snooping. Because uh-huh. he does what he does best. He's got a snoop. And he realizes what's going on with... Um, Arthur's opponent and he's like oh shit this is the, the this is the assassin but it's too late they're already getting ready to uh joust and and there's nothing Merlin can do uh and as as Arthur gets ready to face off against Myror again you know he's like losing consciousness from like the loss of blood he's not he's not doing great um but all we can do all, all Merlin and Gwen can do is is just watch on and see what happens um and once again <laughs> I guess in the end, Arthur didn't prove anything to himself because Merlin uses a little quick spell to throw Myror off balance, and then Mar- Arthur is able to strike and, and take him down. Um, and I don't did he kill him? I don't think he kills him. So I'm not really sure what happens with him. I don't. Maybe they. Maybe we'll find out in a second. I don't really remember. Well, he um, eventually. Um... Gaius finds him just dead in a tent. So I don't, I don't know what happened. Merlin probably just stabbed the guy to death because Mer- Merlin is a murderous, weird guy sometimes. Yeah. Oh, you know what it is? It's, um, I think he's like knocked out and then uh, Gaius finds the real knight dead in his tent. Oh, and then he's okay. like, oh, we probably got to arrest this guy. I assume that's what happened. We'll see if I wrote it down. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Arthur wins the joust. Yes. And um, okay, sure. They take him back he, to the tent. Um, they take him back to the tent, explains what happened with the assassin, like, hey, that's who you just fought. Um, and it's time now for Arthur's big reveal to say, hey, it was me the whole time. It was, it was really me. Uh, but instead, he tells William to go out and take the trophy. Um, and he finally recognizes that maybe perhaps this is, this is a time for humility. He doesn't need to prove to everybody else that he can do it. He needed to prove it to himself. It doesn't matter that nobody else will know. Um, or maybe it does matter because it matters because Gwen knows. And, and I think that that matters to him now. Um, Merlin knows too. You know what? He's really mean to Merlin, but it probably does matter to him <laughs> that Merlin thinks that he could, he could really do this shit. Um, he would never admit it, but, but it definitely matters. Yeah. So it does seem like he, he, he learned the lesson a little bit. Uh, Willem goes outside, gets the trophy. The crowd's going wild. They love this dude. Whatever happens to him, Chris, we, we will never know. He just goes into off we'll with the trophy, goes back to farming, he I just, guess. Yeah, he's just, yeah, he polishes that thing every night. This is, this is a great. I mean, this is a wonderful two weeks. He's going to bore the shit out of his kids. Yo, and his wife is going to be here about this for the rest oh, of the life. Oh my God, that time that she pretended Her to be mercifully short peasant life. Yeah, jeez. I'm glad we haven't invented a, a cure for anything yet, so I'll just die when I'm 30, so I don't have to listen to this boring story again. Um, uh, Gaius finds Myror uh, and realizes that uh, Myror, that uh, Merlin has been up to some stuff, and then we jump to uh, Arthur in front of Uther in the throne room, telling Uther that the assassin um, attacked him on the way back to Camelot, um, and asking and pleading with Uther not to make war, but to make peace with Odin. Saying like you know you you can probably understand like what he feels like having lost his son. We should 
try to sue for peace. We should, we should, we should yeah, he's try like, to. You know, I did sort of murder. I his did murder kids, that dude. So. Yeah, I did a hundred percent murder that dude. Like he has beef. Maybe we should just take care of it without killing one another. Um, mm-hmm. While this whole conversation is happening, he cannot take his eyes off of Gwen, and like it's just like I mean, just like constantly looking at her. I'm like, there's anybody in the room? Please notice this. Like a single person. Yeah. As they're talking about, oh, I was up north. It's him, Merlin, and Gwen are all kind of chuckling as they realize, oh, we, you know, we're lying. We we tell him the story, whatever. But there was a moment where he he looks at her, and his face. This is this is some acting here. He's his face goes from laughing, looking at her, to he really sobers up, and it's in like one second. It looks like there's tears in his eyes, as they both suddenly again like the distance between them dawns on them. Um, and it's like this really small moment that I was very, very impressed with. It's, I mean, it's, it's really, really great. It's a tremendous compliment to all of the actors involved in this, that they, they pull all this stuff off so well. It's just like you're standing in front of your father, the king, like presumably he's looking at you and you just cannot take your eyes off of the beautiful servant, like at your nine o'clock. It's very funny yeah. to me. It's um, okay. Uther doesn't pay attention to anything. He doesn't even, Uther doesn't even know there's anybody standing there. So, uh, this whole thing uh, ends and they kind of walk to this little side area that we've never seen before. Uh, and he calls Gwen to him and he says, you know, mm-hmm. this, that thing that happened, you know, my it, Uther. And she's like, you, you don't, you don't have to explain. Like, it'd be worse if you explained. She's like, he's like, no, no, no. I need to tell you it's Uther's fault that I can't love you. Like, I need to very yeah. specifically say it's not it's my like fault at all. That, that look he gave her a minute ago, it was like, he just woke up from a dream Yeah, and he realizes, oh, I'm back in reality now. And, um, but yeah, she's like, mm, yeah, please don't explain. But she says, you know, maybe when you are king, things will be different. Um, and that's, I mean, a pretty big thing to to leave open there. Um, it's also, you know, puts, she's like, well, ball's in your court, chief. Yep. So, because I can't do anything, clearly. Yeah. But if you, get the, do if you get the, yeah, yeah. Um, um, all, this entire scene with, um, Uther calls him and is like, hey, Arthur, come over here. Why are you talking to that no-name servant that I see around Morgana's room every once in a while? Uh, yeah. Um, he's like, it's all in slow-mo as he's walking away, and she's like staring after him, and they're both so beautiful as they look at one another, and mm-hmm. it's so, and the music is back, and I'm like, you guys need to start kissing again, or I'm going to go crazy, like, what is happening? <laughs> um, it's, it's really, really beautiful shots, and it's really, really well done. Um, and because it's Merlin... We have to cut back over to the lab uh, where now Merlin, who has been busted by Gaius, is lying to Gaius during this whole process and trying to hide all of this stuff uh, and is now being punished by cleaning uh, the the leech tank. And as he pulls himself out of the leech tank to get like made fun of by Gaius, Gaius says, hey, you have something on your face. And it's revealed that he is absolutely covered in leeches. And the episode ends with Gaius just losing his shit having the best time in the world because uh, his nephew or slash son slash sorcerer slash destined to save the world kid that he's taken care of is covered in leeches out of his leech tank unbelievable i love merlin so much it's so hilarious you love to see it you love to see a great episode a lot of fun yeah absolutely great episode uh the preview i love the way that they tied the, the plots together and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Good stuff. A lot of fun. The preview is a bunch of Morgana losing her shit, uh, which I'm always here for. We're going to bring back the Druids. I'm excited about that. So uh, mm-hmm. very good stuff. It looked like Mor- Morgana wears a cloak. Man, I wish I could wear cloaks. I wish I could pull off cloaks. Man, if only we lived in a world where we could just wear a you cloak. You could just wear a cloak. I mean, like... I-, I, ha- I own a cloak. I bought it for an Aragorn costume that I was too much of a coward to ever truly pull off. 
Man, and if anybody could pull off Aragorn, it's you, my man. It's you. <laughs> I got the sword. What am I doing? I'm assuming that you could just you could just change out the sword for a lightsaber and just be Kenobi, yeah. right? We were going we were going to the Ren Fair, and I was like, I'm gonna wear it. I it was like light cosplay, right? I'm like, I got the giant fucking sword, but then I'm like, I'm not bringing the sword. I'm not lugging an 80 pound sword around with me all day. It's just I'm not doing it. It's not happening. And then we get ready to go, and I'm like, it is 85 degrees out. I am not wearing a cloak. I'm just gonna wear a t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> and that, that's what I ended up going. <laughs> I chickened out. I don't blame you, my man. I, if I wore a cloak down here, it would have to be and have an air conditioner inside of it. <laughs> so fucking mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, great episode. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if some of this stuff with uh, Arthur sticks, like if he's actually learned his lesson. Um, spoiler: <laughs> We shall see. It doesn't. <laughs> uh, but it's it's steady progress, and uh, Merlin, you know, I think still is very very good. So, uh, any last thoughts, Chris? No. Let's uh, see what happens next time. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We very much appreciate it. If you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash monster of the week. Doing so gets you episodes of this podcast early. You can join the Discord and communicate with other listeners of the show uh, or just yell about Stranger Things, which is mostly what the watching channel, which the TV channel is being taken up with right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also get access to a bunch of exclusive stuff if you want to hear me and Chris talk about Lord of the Rings. Uh, always a good time. Uh, thank you to everyone that's been doing that and joining it. We really, really appreciate you. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Merlin. Bye. Merlin, 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 Merlin. I'm begging of you, please don't tip my king. Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. What's happening? Not much fighting for my life against my internet today it's full full bars right now jeremy full bars get a load of this full bars a minute ago no bars what's up with that um you have a shitty router which i've told you about a thousand times yes 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 i do (laughs) i could just send you a router Uh, we should want a router we should no i got i got one it's just i move it yeah i should just get a second one actually there might be a second one you don't somewhere. you don't need Listen, don't you don't need a second router <laughs> chris don't you're, worry you're making this way worse. no not sorry um it's a wi-fi extender thing yeah. um you don't need one of those either. i don't know brother it's an old house i don't know <laughs> old houses should be good for wi-fi unless you have lead in your walls mm. in which case that would be bad it's but, probably lead asbestos anything that's not supposed to be there bones human bones human bones absolutely you ever seen those Definitely like um, those. when they tear down an old house and you know like the old school medicine cabinets and I guess dudes would mm-hmm. just like put their like razors like through the little slide at the bottom and I, I don't know why like it doesn't make any sense to me but then they open up the walls and there's just a thousand dirty yeah. straight razors yeah. on the wall it's super gross <laughs> from the 1940s yeah 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 super gross very cool very cool I you know I don't think I've ever found anything cool in this old house or in my childhood home ghost there was they're both i mean both relatively old houses but no bones no human bodies Uh, i see what you're saying i see what you're saying which is which is disappointing you're haunted i was always and being haunted is pretty cool yeah for sure things are feeling extra haunted now Uh uh-huh um and I'm like, okay, that's just my mind playing tricks on me. But there's been so many, like, <laughs> and I think it's just because, like, I'm by myself a hell of a lot more now in this house. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. You're hearing the creaks and whistles. Too, uh, 
What's that? I said you're hearing the creaks and whistles because there's no one else in the town. Dude, I woke up. I woke up the other morning to somebody yelling to me, and then this is just my dreams, like translating over into reality. But I woke up and I was like, "What?" Just thinking, like, like what? What the fuck was? It? And then I get up, there's absolutely nobody around, and I'm like, "Okay, what was? What was that about?" It's just little shit like that that I'm like, "Okay, I'm cracking up. I'm cracking up a little bit. I think I got ghosts." You've got ghosts, my friend. You have got. I'm, I'm, I would be pretty. Deli- I would be pretty delighted if I discovered I had ghosts, because I feel like that's a pretty like a good confirmation of, if nothing else, human energy existing beyond uh, beyond death, right? As opposed to the great nothingness that is actually that I believe yeah. in, yeah, just yeah, the yeah. great like your life ends. Right. And it was all meaningless, and nothing matters, and nobody will remember you ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I love ghost stories and, and jess certainly knows because i'm always making her watch ghost videos and stuff on youtube and i used to watch you know ghost hunting shows when i was a kid but <laughs> when you were like, kid, you're love... watching them right now chris you t- turn I'm it off right now live <laughs> sorry hold on i was distracted by this ghost hunting video um <laughs> <laughs> uh, i love that stuff but at the end of the day i'm always like nah it's fake nah that's fake that's fake um i just have i just have a very keen interest in the subject but i because i want it to be real i want it, i want to believe but um i don't know if i do I don't. I mean, I think I don't. I just want to. Yeah. That's 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 what it is. I don't. I think. I, just want to. I think it would be cool if we figured out what the deal was with Ghost, and like it was just mm-hmm. something. It was not the dead, like the dead have not returned. But instead, it was like some cool beings that have been trying to communicate with us for a thousand years, just basically yeah. like yeah. hammering on the door and wondering why we can't hear them knocking. Right. Like I think that would be right. incredibly cool if there was some aspect of our universe that we just had not discovered yet. We were able to communicate with it. It would also be cool yeah. if Those they are... had like oil. And we could invade them. If they had like free oil <laughs> that like was good for no, the no, no, environment. No, 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 we could just we could, um, we could just invade them and take the and and destroy. Oh, their sure, 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 sure. No, no, right, no, right, because then we can't profit off of it if they just give it. To yeah, them. yeah, That's, yeah. We have to right. we have to expend some of this human capital that we have created in America so that we could make more money. If you haven't tell if you if, if you can't tell, I'm a Republican now. I've turned forty one yeah, yeah, and yeah, a yeah. half, so I'm a Republican now, and okay. these are the of things course. that I feel about. You know, it would be even better if the beings themselves were made of oil, so that we could harvest just the actual living beings. Brother, <laughs> let alone their resources, harvest the, them themselves. Brother, you've been um, reading my fanfic. <laughs> what yeah, is hey, this coming from? Hey, my, those are those are the cooler ghost theories. It's not just like, hey, you you died and your your soul is trapped in this shitty, dilapidated house in the middle of nowhere, and no one will ever find you until Sam and Dean Winchester come to shoot you. Um, better than that, it's like, oh, what? Yeah, what if there is, you know, this interdimensional, um, you know, overlap or whatever? This is the fun. I mean, not believe in any of this, but the fun theories about. Um, like oh it's just uh it's just another time you know because time is linear but we experience or it's i don't know you know like time like overlap rather yeah um, time is an ocean and but we experience it literally right. but when it's all happening at the same time yeah cool stuff like that there's a um, there's a comedian that pops up on he has a viral video that pops up all the time where he talks about the how cra- insane the universe is because like mm. scientists can't t- can't tell you for sure why the molecules that make up your hand versus the molecules that make up the table are different from one another yeah and, and yeah. why and why, like why your hand just can't pass through the molecules of the table at any given point like there's no explanation for that yeah. um and also like if you somebody else was describing it the other day they were trying to get across the point that like infinity keeps getting bigger and that if you if you if you were to describe infinity as a set of numbers one through you know the end right um, mm-hmm. that would be infinity. It would never end. You could just keep counting more and more and more and more. Um, but also, if in between one and two, you could make a line, 
<laughs> and if, if you then you start realizing that you can make an infinite number of lines between one and two because there's an infinite number. So like nothingness is getting bigger, and we still don't have free oil. And I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Under, I don't get it. I don't. I, yeah. I just want a, di- I just want great. a dimension of weird beings to be discovered in my lifetime. I don't think that's too yeah. much to ask for. I really don't. I don't. I feel like that's not too much to ask for. Um, I know I've told you about this before, but back when I was in high school, I went to um, these forums for the uh, for a record label, Bridge Nine record label. They did hardcore punk music, the B Nine boards, as they were referred to, and people would talk about music, or whatever. I was never cool enough. To really be on there talking about music, I was just on there because all my friends and like the local music scene were on there. I was like, I want to be cool, um, even though I had f- a, a squall avatar. Like I was, I had no hope on there. I was never going to be okay. Um, but I got on there because of the, um, the there was like a spooky story thread. Now you can find this all over the internet now, or YouTube, or Reddit, or wherever the hell. But back then, I was like, oh, these are like real people telling real ghost stories. And I guess um, I always liked the ones that were like, hey man, yeah, this weird fucking thing happened in my house and i can't explain it isn't that spooky and i'd be sitting there you know 17 year old chris going yeah that is spooky. that's fucking spooky. you can't explain that, that is fucking that's spooky. spooky but it was never like a full body apparition appeared to me and said that hell was burning his feet and i had to not like there's none of the like made up bullshit it was just like yo this wacky creepy thing happened to me um and i really liked that stuff because it like would give me a chill and i yeah, enjoy that feeling um but then there was this dude his name i think his name was tasty cakes Tasty something cakes. like that and he I was like, like he was an infamous poster the infamous poster tasty cakes mm-hmm. um and he would just come up with like you know at the time i was young enough where i was like i don't know this dude could be telling the truth uh but he was just he was writing these like creepy pastas basically uh and he introduced the b9 boards to the idea of shadow people of like you know they're maybe they're from another dimension maybe they're i don't know um but uh you know they they watch you but you're not supposed to see them or something you know it's just just creepy ghost shit but i remember one of his posts saying like if you see them if you ever see a shadow person pretend that you didn't see them because uh they don't they don't want to be seen so if you ever see one just pretend that you didn't see it um and for he never he would never elaborate never explain because that kind of ruins the the mystery of it but 17 year old chris like i'm still thinking about it now I'm like, it what do I do if I see one? I gotta pretend like I didn't see it. it. Abso- I gotta it, act like nothing happened. What the fuck? It absolutely got you, didn't it? it like you were you yeah. were fully into this this creative mm-hmm. the shared creation on the internet. It's funny how the internet has has done that because like uh I remember um I, I'm gonna make this comparison and it's, it's probably gonna sound really sexist and I, and I apologize in advance, but like those kind of ghost stories you would find on the internet um it would also coincide with like things you would read about video games that people couldn't verify really you know what i'm saying like yes uh, like you yes. Would just hear the most bonkers <laughs> thing and then also at the same time that's happening you would be like you would run across pornography and it would be like i can't believe this real girl is doing all of these things because it was just filmed in such a way to make you think that it was like the blair witch project or whatever oh yeah uh, and, yeah, and yeah. like and now the internet haven't existed for so long we understand that everything is fake like uh, it crosses mm-hmm. the board mm-hmm. it's 100 fake we know yeah. everybody knows every single thing about every video game that comes like two days before it comes out there are no ghost stories and it, every piece of pornography is a woman who wants to get paid to show her body which is fine right i, I just um, it's just like really really funny like you're, you're talking about ghost stories and i'm over here thinking like man i remember like trying to unlock you know an alternate outfit for cervantes no i mean that is it's the exact same thing sort of it's just like the love of like the unknown or the love of the mystery it's more like i don't care if there's ghosts i just want a good mystery um and something that's like just told in just such a way that you think what if it is true 
what if you what if you really can get you know the super master sword in ocarina of time like what if you know um so it's the exact same bug of like wanting and the internet was the fucking wild west so you didn't know you're just trolling forums like i mean we've talked about this a thousand times but the shadow of the colossus forums yep. on game facts mm-hmm. like everybody posting their theories if you do this i think this will unlock this. none of it ever turned out to be true e- ever even as recent but it was as, amazing as 2011 when dark souls came out and people trying to figure out what to do with the pendant that you would get and me I, like cue me on the internet reading a 60 page thread of people being like mm-hmm. i dressed up in the artorius outfit and then walked around dark root garden <laughs> to see if i could <laughs> nothing ever happened and like and of course like now we all do it was just a big troll for miyazaki but yeah mm-hmm. absolutely that, that that stuff is, is really fascinating to me i saw a tiktok the other day um and it was one of those things where like somebody's just stared at the screen and there's text um and there's like if you really want to mm-hmm. talk about the mysteries of the universe you need to look up these things and like, there was like just text bubbles around this dude of like i don't even remember what they were can, can it, like the, the missing submarine of 1967 or something right like it was like yeah. weird like mystery events and i hadn't heard of any of them and i'm, I'm like almost positive i took a screenshot so i could go look at it later and then of course my attention span is not very great nowadays because mm-hmm. i'm on tiktok mm-hmm. which destroys your right. absolutely destroys right. your attention span i, uh, well, we, I need to go find that screenshot so we can we can explore some mysteries yeah find that we did um wikipedia like random deep dives trying to find a creepy wikipedia page now that even that it's like you can like just google creepy wikipedia page and like some youtuber has compiled a huge list for you um but back in i don't know 2006 or 7 so we had computer lab obviously you got the internet in 2006 7 i'm still in high school though so um we we could go to the computer lab and then during a certain portion of like your, your study hall or whatever you could go on the internet but they were so limited to what you could look at so i always looked at the morrowind forums okay because uh-huh. um, it was just like if people talking about the game or other like gaming stuff that just happened to be the ones that i went to was the <laughs> official elder scrolls website forums or whatever um and then the other thing was just going on wikipedia and just like finding random wikipedia pages so i was like i'm allowed to be here i can find fucked up shit and look at it at school but i am allowed to be on this website this website is totally um, fine it is not yeah this is totally cool but I would find a lot of good creepy stories on um, video game forums because it's just people fucking talking like the World of Warcraft forums. I'm trying to think of literally a single example. There was one where this person, this is easy, easy urban legend nonsense, but this person like breaks, like their car breaks down on the side of the road and they call for help, but it's going to be a while. So they're just sitting there and then like, a, you know, a truck pulls up in front of them and gets out. Long story short, he was like, there was, you know, oh, dead bodies in the back of the truck. But it was just one of those things was like, I came here to find out how to play a better paladin in World of Warcraft. <laughs> and now I'm frightened because you just told a spooky story. I'm out of here. This is very terrifying. Can you? But it made it so much more memorable because I was there for one reason. And then suddenly there was this mysterious thread talking about spooky things and I love it. I love that shit, man. I love that every single topic, any any niche niche like subject on the internet that would have its own forum is always going to have that separate section for like general talk or you know mm-hmm. sports. <laughs> like you could be there for uh, like literally anything. Like I, I've been on servers or I've been on forums that are dedicated to like. Uh, media browsing software and then like <laughs> uh, like for your home theater computer to be put on your tv and then like there's a different section that's like general 
and then like some people arguing over the Boston Red Sox and that. <laughs> like, right, just, right. People can't help themselves. They get to some small little community and then they just like have to yell about whatever they they intensely mm-hmm. know or feel about. It's very <laughs> suddenly you're in a thread where somebody's saying, "My ass is haunted." Yeah. What do I do? <laughs> Chris, is that you? <laughs> that sounds like you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you in the ass is haunted thread? Yeah, that's me. that's definitely me. That's definitely me. Uh, the internet, Chris. It's been a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm glad this is. Reju- I've been so stressed out from work mm-hmm. that I get stressed out from social media more and more, mm-hmm. and because it's just like it's another like lane of information that I'm absorbing that I, like I don't I don't need to be absorbing more information. Like I said this to my dad the other day. I was like, um, he said, "Oh, so and so." It was like you know my brother-in-law's brother-in-law, and I'm like, man, I can't remember everybody's name. Like I re- I remembered every name of the characters from Game of Thrones. Like I'm tapped out on information, and I got a busy job. I got a lot to do. I don't, I can't. I have no more room for names in this brain. No. No more room. I'm sorry. Every time I learn a new fact, I, I, I'm intensely aware that every time I learn a new fact, I'm not expanding my brain. I'm just removing another fact. I'm sh- and my yeah, brain is, yeah. is. I remember Oberyn Martell, but I don't know yeah, my yeah. brother. But if, I, brother but if I told I'm you sorry. my birth, <laughs> if I told you my birthday right now, you'd be like, "Well, there goes Oberyn Martell. I'll never remember. Yeah. He's yeah. just going to be the Mandalorian that was in Game of Thrones, I yeah. guess. Yeah, <laughs> he's just yeah, Mando. It's Mando. That's it. It's it. It's so you Mando. you just recently watched rewatched Game of Thrones. How how, how do you feel overall impression? Now that you've watched it fully a second time, you know it's it's interesting. Um, I think I may have I, either I texted this to you or we may have talked about it. I can't remember, but uh, I was I was really the the things that I remember that were spectacularly bad were um, how rushed everything is at the end, specifically mm-hmm. the time that like Daenerys has to go save Jon Snow, uh, and then like the very end, kind of just not making a lot of sense. Um, yeah. But this time, the go. I'm sorry, my dogs are losing their mind in the living room. I don't know where Autumn is. It's okay. <laughs> they want to get their thoughts out. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. They, 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 they watched it with me. They were there the entire time. Uh, this time, like removing the weight of expectation from like what's going to happen, how are they going to do this, and just kind of enjoying the story. Um, I just kind of relaxed into it. Like, yeah, the, the show has issues. It has problems. Uh, mm. Jon Snow, I, th- I feel like had a really good character arc in that whole thing. Uh, Arya, I think had a really good character arc. Like, sure, you can get mad because like she single-handedly like destroyed the Night King, and there was only one episode of the eight episodes like dedicated to that whole thing, which was kind of the driving mm-hmm. force of the whole series. But also, like, okay, like what else are you gonna do? <laughs> like, they, yeah. they obviously right. <laughs> wanted to wrap it up. Like, they had they wanted to get it done in eight episodes so they could go make Marvel movies and Star Wars movies that never happened because mm-hmm. of how much they rushed the Game of Thrones finale. Yeah. <laughs> incredible, but incredible mishap. Inc- incredible, incredible energy. But yeah, I, you know the the stuff that works, I think, works really, really well. And I, it's one of those things that I think people get mad about. Uh, when they talk, when people get real passionate about the MCU, like you can go mm-hmm. on any social media platform and find people like, like, and just, just and it's like with Supernatural as well, where they are willing to overlook overlook every single flaw something has because of the like five things that really fucking work for them, right? Like right. people do right. not give a fuck that Sam Winchester did X because they are solely there for Dean Winchester doing Y. Um, and, right. and like coming out of a second watch of Game of Thrones, I'm kind of feeling the same way. Like I, it, it, it falls apart. It definitely could be better. I wish it was better, 
I, but man, I, like the stuff that's good is fucking good. The music is fucking yeah. phenomenal. Like I wasn't wasn't anywhere in a the music is like just top tier. Oh my god, absolutely top tier. The, the way they 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 riff on the various themes and everything, the all of the settings, all of the uh, the wardrobe, especially in the last two seasons, or, or just or maybe even the last three seasons, mm-hmm. it's absolutely incredible. Sansa and Cersei are just like every like just killing it as they walk into the room every single mm-hmm. time. Um, but yeah, I actually yeah, genuinely liked it. There's some. I, I made a tweet the other day that absolutely zero people liked, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is which is rare. Usually, I have like that one person that's like, "I'll give you a pity like," but I feel like this one just yeah. like they, people read it. But Autumn and I were joking because uh, there's a real big there's a thing that happens when Tyrion joins up with Daenerys, right? Tyrion up to that point has been like you're you really root for him he's been one of the smartest one of the hardest working Mm -hmm, people in the mm -hmm. show he's one of the people that are like the most practical that has the most uh compassion for like the common man of Westeros or whatever Um, and you think that him joining up with Daenerys is going to be this like oh this is the thing that is going to cinch her reign this is going to be what brings her to Westeros he's going to be able to you know really present this as an opportunity and instead what happens is he continually fucks up um, yeah, and when the same exact thing happened to Chance the Rapper when he met Kanye, is we <laughs> we all thought. So you're, you're, that's that's not even a good laugh. I could tell. This is why nobody. This is why zero people like this tweet because I did the you know Tyrion is to Daenerys as Chance the Rapper is to Kanye because you know Chance wrote that lyric. I met Kanye West. I'm never going to fail. And then he released the world's worst wife guy album immediately afterwards. And now he doesn't even have a Sprite commercial. I don't think. I think he disappeared off his Sprite commercials. And I like I like Chance the Rapper. I think he's think he's great. But there's definitely a comparison between like you hooked up with somebody much more famous than you and thought you were going to go do something or help them and have them help you and then end up not doing anything because Tyrion fucks up mm-hmm. the entire time that he's with Daenerys. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. I think, I, I, you know, I know I haven't watched it in, in a while, but it seems like but there's something going on where I guess the only explanation for his stupidity is supposed to be maybe he, he falls in love with Danny. And then he just starts acting like an idiot. Is that am I or am I projecting that? I I, I don't see that at all. I don't I don't see. I think that, that there's in, at yeah. Least. I, I maybe I just read it somewhere that oh he's supposed to like fall for her and then that but I guess that would explode. Well, Tyrion falls for Danny and doesn't know how to act anymore. And then they have like oh Daenerys falls for Jon and the second that she gets rejected she just is insane. Um, and I think that which is a shame that they I think if if he ever finishes the books if he's if he's doing it right he's going to take a protagonist you know your hero your savior danny and then prop them up as the antagonist to everybody else in the end if he does it right yeah and then that's like the most interesting quote-unquote villain ever because she's not a villain she's just she's just a person she's just one of your heroes who acts accidentally as opposed to everybody else and is more powerful than them so she seems like more of a threat um but in the show they just went "Mm." (laughs) she's just crazy now (laughs) and you know it's um so the I don't I don't get Tyrion falling in love with Daenerys at all. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't feel think like that that's a thing. maybe I just read that somewhere. I feel like I what he, if you take the show at face value, like I don't really think that he was stupid because I think he was genuinely trying to make good decisions. Um, he just got outplayed the moment that they came back to Westeros. Like he had that whole yeah. grand scheme about taking Castle Rock and fucking. Cersei and Jamie rooked him on that, um, which was brilliant. He had this whole plan for the fleet, and then the Iron Islands came in and just ruined that. Uh, he continually trusted his Cersei, his sister, when he shouldn't have. Like he just wanted Mm-mm. to believe these people, so but he wanted to have 
good heart. So like he wanted to have this like he wanted to have this healing moment with everybody, and it ended up with him just fumbling the bag constantly. They didn't have they didn't have that energy. He met you know Jerry met like a lot of like good guys, and he was like, oh, people are actually better than I gave them credit for. I'm just cynical, and I popped my dad in the gut while he was pooping, yeah. and you know maybe I got to change my ways. Maybe I'm feeling a little guilt. And then it was like, oh, no, maybe I was right to feel that way. <laughs> there's so much going on. I mean, who, again, don't know if those books will ever come out. But there's the whole thing with, like, potentially the real Aegon Targaryen, chill with Tyrion and them. I don't know. Um, the fifth book is sort of a blur because it's 900 pages of nothing. Oh, um, yeah, I know. It's bad. Where do whores go? Is the, like that said 18,000 times in that book, and it's just so frustrating. Yeah, you can never figure out what's going on. So uh, people who have listened to Monsters a Week have heard us talk about Game of Thrones 2,000 times. Um, well, I wanted to. It's just the way I, it is. I want to make one more point about Daenerys because I've heard people say that like yeah, that yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the switch flipped and she just turned into a crazy person. And on mm-hmm. a rewatch, I don't think that it happens that way. Like I feel like really, yeah, yeah. The first time I watched it, I I thought that I liked because I I mean I just liked the turn. Mm-hmm. I just thought she was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. She, it, <laughs> like, she it's it's bo- she plays it amazingly well. Like the actress yeah. just it there's fucking a, kills. There's it. a moment where um where she's watching everything happen during like the siege of King's Landing and like Amelia Clark's face shifts to this other thing where she like you can see her make a decision. And you go oh fuck, and yeah. then she goes ham on everybody. Um, but and then you know watching it a second time, I reflected and thought oh maybe I don't like this so much. But yeah, tell me what you're gonna say. The it's. Like from the moment that she goes and saves John and loses her dragon to the north, um, that was her like showing sympathy for country that had done nothing for her and had actively tried to kill her. Right? She mm. goes and partners up with her enemies instead of killing her enemies. Goes to the north, um, loses a second dragon, uh, fights her way to being believed into this whole situation so that people know that she is going to help loses a massive amount of armies and people and the people closest to her finds out john is really a targaryen and is a threat to the throne i think i mentioned losing her second dragon but losing her second dragon um Mm. her hand continually fucking up cersei betraying her uh getting back home and realizing that viserys is no longer on her side and is trying to cause treason Tyrion is still defending him like it melisandre dying and at king's landing uh, via cersei all of these things, like they start piling on top of each other, and every single like straw to that bed <laughs> or straw to that gamble's mm-hmm. brag, like you could tell it's stressing her out more and more and more, and she slowly but surely loses control of her entire plan, her entire operation, and she she got Tyrion in there to help her with this, right? Like she needed an advisor, someone that knew Westeros, and it all goes to shit immediately Mm -hmm. so by the time we get to the siege of king's landing where she just brings the dragon in and Tyrion has been like no 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 ring the bells ring the bells but she knows that he let jamie go you know she knows that she's he's betrayed her already and that's when they start ringing those bells and she she makes that decision exactly the face that you were talking about where she's like you know what i'm a dragon fuck all this and roast the entire city alive and no it's not good right it's not good at all like you cannot you can't look at that and go that's a good thing that she has done but it's fucking awesome (laughs) from a just from a point of fiction (laughs) it ruled like and it's not fair to the people and it hammers that home real hard but yeah anyway but as a viewer of game of thrones you go oh fuck yeah oh shit (laughs) that was amazing (laughs) yeah she's fine because well imagine being you know having access to the most powerful you know weapon but never being allowed to really use it. Now we've seen her fly around in her dragons and stuff, but it's like 
she's been holding back this whole time. And finally, she's like, fuck it. I just ain't going to do it anymore. I ain't going to do it anymore. I don't have to. I'm more powerful than all of you. I'm just going to let loose. Yeah. And then imagine, like, you're you're kind of crushing on this boy, and you think that it's you that's allowing, you know, it's your influence over your dragons that allows them to, like, interact with the dragons. And then you find out, like, after you boned a couple of times that he's your nephew i think is how if i remember correctly <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah she's his and he's just a targaryen <laughs> and that, like the dragons aren't loyal to you they're just loyal to your blood and you just happen to be the last of it until like five minutes ago when you when you found out you're boning yeah. your nephew um yeah. it's got to be Tur- i mean turbulent day turbulent yeah, day big time yeah, a stressful day man stressful day yeah I mean, hey, I've had stressful days, but I've reacted worse. To be frank, <laughs> absolutely, so. absolutely, I've done worse than Bird King's Landing in a fictional environment. Um, uh, yeah. Don't let me. You know, don't. I think I'll, I'll I'll never be able to stop talking about Game of Thrones because no matter how disappointing the ending might have been in real time, um, I had so much fun watching it with Jess live for the first time because mm-hmm. up until then I don't think she had watched it. We binged it like before this, that the final season started, so it didn't matter. Like you know, when Arya takes down the Night King, I guess you know, full spoiler warning. Uh, when Arya takes out the Night King. She, um, Jess would like literally jumped up for joy. Like we just won the Super Bowl, and it was like such a fun experience that I have. I have more positive feelings for the finale um, than I do negative ones. Um, and also, I think I turned twenty one when season one aired. So, and that's when I finally started going to bars and like making friends. And I was in college, and and like every like season, Game of Thrones became a, a topic. And you'd like literally like as more people read the books over the years, and it was just such a social thing. For a very non-social guy like me, it, I was in my glory, dude. I was like, oh, but I'm the fantasy nerd. I can actually talk to people about this. I have information that they want to know. They're asking me questions. I'm making friends. This is great. So it's just like ingrained in my like early 20s, I guess. Yeah. And that's why I'll always love Game of Thrones. And also, like, you know, it, it's hard to come by high quality, like super high production fantasy stuff, especially back then. Mm. Like it's a little bit more common nowadays, but like it's, and that's, you know, you and I obviously have a passion for Lord of the Rings. We like Game of Thrones. Like I was reading the books before this movie, before the show started happening and I was super fucking excited about it and just thought the show absolutely blew it away in terms of like just how it was presenting, how easy it was to, to consume it, to see it, to figure out what was going on. Like it was, it's such a good adaptation up to a point. And then it turns into up to a point. It, then it turns into like normal TV, right? <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then it's just, Oh, okay. It's just, Oh, well it, it's not a masterful work of art anymore. Damn. Like yeah. my, my, but, it's just normal TV with a really high budget. Um, now I don't know what they're going to do with house of the dragon. Hopefully it's cool. Apparently they're doing a fucking Jon Snow show which is crazy because it's like this takes place after game of thrones autumn so told me that there are trippy, there but... are like 10 game of thrones adaptations happening and if one of them's good then i guess we win like as an audience we win even if one of them is good john because there's... we're not making it i'm not investing money in this I'm, yeah i'm not i'm not i, I, I mean dude, I, I just want i just want the adventures of john and Tormund. Up north. that's it just, dude. just bring Tormund off, back Tormund's so fucking hilarious yeah. that's another thing yeah. that happens in the last couple of seasons as you can tell like it loses its like real serious tone like there's always a little mm-hmm. bit of humor but like when they brought Tormund in, like he could tell, like, oh, we're gonna go full chuckles, like we're here fully d- d- into this mm-hmm. whole chuckle mm-hmm. situation now, um, which is fine. It's totally good. Jon Snow has a series. Arya has a series. I've heard. Um, there's like some animated stuff that they're doing. There's the prequel. Uh, Autumn was kind of filling me in on some of the stuff she was looking at the other day because she's read that uh, Blood and Fire book or whatever and really liked yeah. it. So, I think I read. 300 pages of that it's a 700 page book something like that so i didn't finish it <laughs> but I, I enjoyed what i was reading of it yeah she said it was it was really really good until the end when it 
it turns into it turns really really dry and then like all of the character names are so similar that you have the Elden Ring problem mm-hmm. of like, what boss is this? <laughs> is it, yeah, is it Moog? Is it Margot? Yeah, is it's, it it's like a history book, but then like written by like four different historians or something. Yeah. So it's supposed to have all these. And we're like, okay, George, we get it. We get you were flexing with, you know, one writer talks like this and another writer uh, makes you want to bleed out of your eyeballs when you read it because it's so boring. Um, so cool. Very cool, George. But yeah. it could have been a little more fun. But also my eyeballs are bleeding because I'm so bored. <laughs> yeah, but also my eyeballs are bleeding and I'll um, go into the optometrist. Uh, all right, let's talk about Merlin. No, no, I think we should do another 20 minutes on Game of Thrones. I think we got the time. <laughs> I could do I it. I think we got it. Forget Merlin. Let's just talk about Game of Thrones. I, uh, I almost, Is it time? I, Is it time to just do a Game of Thrones? Dude, I was, I was tipsy last night. <laughs> I was like thinking about some Game of Thrones and I was like, should I? Should I pitch this to Chris? Should I have? We just who's to say what the future holds? I mean, it's seventy something episodes. Uh, it's not that bad, and it's I mean, I mean, that's about the length of Merlin, so it's like a you know probably a year mm. plus. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know, dude. We got a lot of music to work with. You want to do a our own version of Reigns of Castamere, lyrics and all, dude. <laughs> You want to get, get Banshee beat to do a Sith Dude, ver- pop version that, of Reigns of Castamere? <laughs> Reigns of Castamere was the song of the summer that year. It oh, was, easy, dude. Easy, we were bro. all into it. Everybody was vibing. E- easy. Dude, that shit was great. I, I, you, go, you go to the bar, immediately, wherever after party, whoever's house you're chilling at after. I don't want to say after party. I was just chilling at somebody's house. Um, <laughs> wherever you were going after, Reigns of Castamere was going to play at some point. <laughs> It was, it was, everybody was like, we were such big dorks. It was incredible. It was a great, it was a great feeling. Uh, let's, let's talk about Merlin because uh, I'm going to okay. have to eat at All some right. point. So, <clears throat> yeah, same. Merlin, 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 Merlin. Is it Morgana, your type of thing? Your magic is beyond him 